Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is July 3rd. We are here to talk WWE SmackDown, YouTube.com slash Fightful. If you're watching live here, leave us a thumbs up. Whether you're watching live or not, just leave us a thumbs up. That stuff helps. If you comment, that helps too. But if you subscribe, you tap that bell for notifications, that really helps. So please do all those. If uh, you want your question or statement read on the air, Donate a super chat. Any amount gets that done. But I'm joined by a man who you can also catch on Thursdays on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. He is Mr. Warren Hayes. Go figure, right? It's, That's it's, where you, you find you me on YouTube. You named that very appropriately. Right? It's like I had some sort of knowledge of you know brand consistency. It's wild. Yeah. It's absolutely wild. Well, we've got SmackDown to talk about, and this first hour was unreal. And then that second hour, I wish wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it depends, right? It, it, it's, yeah, like I wouldn't paintbrush it. I look, well, we're going to get into it, but yeah. this was a really good edition yeah, yes. of SmackDown. It was a very, very good edition of SmackDown. There, there was a lot of things here, and we'll get into it, that I hope WWE continues to do or pushes forward. Uh, it hit a lot of right buttons. The first hour was was real, real good. Um, I like the second hour too, aside from a couple of things. But overall, this is uh, one of the better offerings that we've had. Let's get into a couple super chats. Throwback twenty seven says, "Anakin, we can now get a gift of Sean doing Boston slang. Wicked pissa of a night tonight with the girlfriend and having a night. Thank you, Fightful, for everything. Thank you, Sean and Warren, for being great people." Happy 4th. I actually filmed a show with Throwback that's going to drop in August. Check it out. But he does a show every Tuesday at throwback or YouTube.com slash Throwback27. So check that out. Uh, happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day, everybody. Obviously, uh, be careful, especially if you're out uh, near crowds or anything like that. Wear your masks. Do all that good stuff. But big thank you to Throwback. 
Manny Santos says, uh, have some of the SmackDown wrestlers test positive? There are several people missing from the show, like Otis Tucker, Mandy, Sonya. They've all just disappeared. Thank, thanks, Fightful. You're great. Well, here's the thing. Yes, some SmackDown wrestlers have tested positive. I don't know, nor am I, would I say somebody who did test positive unless they came out and talked about it publicly, because quite frankly, it's not our business. It's not my business, not your business. It's theirs, and if they want to make it public, they can. But, I mean, there, there have been some notable absences of late, Warren. Uh, yeah, and I think uh, I think uh, they were nailed on the head right here. Otis, Mandy, Sonia, right off the bat there. Yes, Sonia. I know how I pronounce it. Thank you very much. Somebody got mad. <laughs> Have you seen the people that get mad at that and yes. and lean into? They get mad that we say lean into. <laughs> and I'm like, well, uh, sorry. I'm going to bring it up every segment now. Quit bitching. Yeah. I sort of feel like I want, like I should put extra emphasis. Sonia. No, but they're, they're, that's, they are missing. Look, it could be a bunch of things, right? Have they tested? Have they been in contact with someone who's tested? Are they self-quarantining out of safety? There's a lot of reasons. But like Sean said, it's none of our business. Renee Young decided to make it our business. Fine. That's cool. Uh, and honestly, I appreciate that kind of transparency, just as I appreciate anyone who decides to keep it for themselves, because honestly, it's it's none of their business. You're you you guys don't care that I have that I currently am experiencing renal failure. And uh, there's so honestly, there's no reason for me to bring it up. Well, uh, I care that you're experiencing <laughs> renal failure. Uh, I I hope that you have very healthy kidneys, actually. <laughs> but uh, threw me for a loop that one. Because. <laughs> Because I actually do care very much that you are – if you're suffering I'm, from renal failure. I, I'm honestly – okay. There's no medical issues. I'm fine. Damn. <laughs> are you suffering from renal failure? No, no, I'm not. Okay. okay. Not. No, no, Damn. no, no, no. I, I'm okay. I was you know, just trying to get a reaction. I hate I to laugh about it even, yeah. but damn. And yeah. Kayla Braxton put it out there too and yes. made it known that she was the one who tested positive months ago. Uh, she's She has – been praised by some of her her co-workers that I've spoken to. I'll have more on that on Fightful Select this weekend. Uh, also this weekend, I have original plans for Shayna Baszler. We broke the news. Shayna Baszler's completely fine. Was just taken off TV. Uh, we've got a lot of NWA news on FightfulSelect.com. We've just got a ton of news. We had some news on Kyrie saying that the original plan for her was to go back to Japan and be an ambassador for WWE. And Jamie Aguilar says, not SmackDown related, but since Kyrie is going to be going back to Japan soon somehow, any update on Sari and if she's still coming to WWE? Well, she was signed. But, I mean, being signed doesn't mean a whole lot right now because you got to get over here. And... Right now, I don't see anybody's going to get over here. She signed and or announced that she was signed in late February, and I know that her, her move was delayed, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon, Warren. No, I don't think so, uh, be, just because of the, uh, the the flights, international flights situation. It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but, um, yeah, and as far as Kyrie goes, well, you know— the, right now there's there are reports, there's talk, you know— uh, I mean, if I were in her shoes and her contract is about to come up, and I'd probably heavily consider heading back home. Uh, she's often said that she's she wants to retire in Japan, that yeah. uh, she's not even sure she'd go back to stardom. I think if she wanted to go back to stardom, it'd be like for a year and then retire because 
working the Joshi style in stardom, uh, boys and girls, it takes a toll on your body. That's why they start real, real young and they retire real, real young. Real young. So, uh, you know, I think Kyrie coming to WWE was one part adding some longevity to her career because the style isn't as brutal. Uh, if she goes back, if she does wrestle for for stardom, she's going to be one of the oldest people on the roster. Um, and uh, I, and maybe we'll get to see good old uh, good old murder Kyrie over there as well instead of Kyrie being unable to get any offense in on Nia Jax. So, we'll, but we'll see what happens. I mean, it's still a very uh, volatile, not volatile, a very breaking situation. Yeah, and and selfishly, I would love to see her stick around but it's ultimately about her own happiness and if she's happier over there then i don't want somebody who is not happy where they are around here so uh, right because the ambassadorship had to do with the nxt japan the rumored nxt japan development and for sure that's not happening right now it's completely no travel so so either she sticks around and waits for that to happen or or she's just like you know what i'll just go home and hang out with my husband and yeah. maybe Maybe mess around with the with the big red belt and stardom for a while. Like Lear says, I've had three kidney transplants. There's nothing funny about renal failure. No, I, I know that there's nothing. I agree. There's nothing funny about it. <laughs> I was it. I know. I'm just, laughing again. I sh- I'm not laughing at renal failure. It, it was just the idea of me sitting here and having a, a, a medical condition happening before your eyes, and no one realizes it. It's. I'm sorry. No, I know. I wasn't making light of anything. Don't I was just beat yourself up. <laughs> Don't do that. Lake Lear, he he was making a point. We hope that you're fine. And that, yes. And honestly, if you went through three transplants, my God, you are a stronger person than I am. Uh, tip of my hat to you, for sure. D'Lo Diggs says, do you think that some of the, with some of these notable absences... They might bring up NXT stars. Also, if you haven't subscribed to Fightful Select, you're missing out. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Yeah, Fightful Select, I'm doing an AEW NXT review now. I'm doing uh, the backstage report, the Q&A show. You get two Alex Sour Graps reviews, Raw and SmackDown. And then you got Steven Jensen's uh, Weekender podcast. Six shows every single week. And that's in addition to the, the exclusive news. I don't think they'll bring up NXT people. I think they have enough people that they're not using right now that they can use, Warren. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 God, yes. Uh, first of all, they don't need to poach anyone more uh, in NXT right now. I feel like NXT is get, getting a bit of rhythm. I'm excited to see what's going to happen on night two of Great American Bash, but you kind of get a feeling that they're, they, they're, they've hit a good reset button and there's a good groove happening with the people they, they, that are currently there, so... Let's hang on to that for a while. Um, I think we know yeah, what's I mean, going to happen on Great American Bash well, Night too. You, you know, you know what I mean. I mean <laughs> the, the, spoiler free, spoiler free. <laughs> yes. But the um, but as far as as far as people they have right now, I mean, just on the women's side, we're all we've been complaining for weeks about Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler. Just those two, <laughs> this is having absolutely nothing to go on. The eternal struggle that is Naomi is another one. And I'm just talking about the women here. What are they doing proper with Chad Gable? They, they, they just like pop him up in and out whenever they want. Uh, where's Mustafa Ali? He's been transferred to Raw despite the fact that he was still on the uh, credits for SmackDown tonight. But, you know, he's over on Raw. What are they doing with him? They have Ricochet. The, a promotion in 2020. Sean Ross Sapp. 
has Ricochet signed into their roster and cannot manage to do something with him. This is this is the year 2020 in WWE. They have Ricochet. They don't know what to do with him. The, so before they start pulling people back up, uh, they've got a ton of folks that they just could snap their fingers and they'd be ready to go. Well, Throwback 27, a reminder, check out his show on Tuesdays. He says... Hope everyone has a happy, safe, and healthy fourth tomorrow. With Riddle on SmackDown doing amazing, what does this mean for the match Wednesday with Cole versus Lee? Riddle has been a real injection into SmackDown. Well, I, I don't want to speculate on what it's going to mean because based on what we've seen, we know what it means. But I honestly think that Undisputed Era are the anchors of NXT. Like yes. I, I feel like they are the franchise, so to speak. Of NXT and they got to hang around. What about you? Do you think that the success of a guy like Matt Riddle has any any weight to Wednesday's match? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Uh, um, it, I, I see it as two complete different enti- entities at this point. Uh, I, you know, Riddle Riddle is coming up to to SmackDown and they're already carving out a little different persona for him. We're going to talk about it in a bit. Oh, you can boy. already tell where they're where they're trying to go with this. Uh, and um, as far as NXT goes, they, I I'm in complete agreement. And here's what's really great: this I don't think NXT is going to get enough credit for this. But not that long ago, the anchor of NXT was Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Not really, not that long ago. And they were able to pivot onto these four guys onto Undisputed Era, and they're they really are the pillars of the of that brand right now. I don't think that NXT is ready for Undisputed Era to leave. There has to be a transitional period, kind of like the transitional period we had when Gargano and, and Ciampa started coming back and Undisputed Era were around. We're still easing out of those two. We've eased out of those two guys, so they could they could leave whenever they want, ultimately. But Undisputed Era right now, we're not ready. They're too essential to the brand, too essential to the shows, the, the angles, the matches. Wait till we get someone else, one or two other people in NXT around which everything can be built, and then slowly maybe transition Cole, O'Reilly, uh, Fish, and, and, and Roddy up onto Maine because right now it would be the worst. It, I think it would be a death blow to NXT. I might be exaggerating slightly, but then again, I'm the guy who told you I had renal failure. So, so then we we kicked off SmackDown, and I would wager a guess that this is how the creative process went. Ha ha! He says, bro! Ha! That's good <laughs> shit, pal! Matt Riddle said, bro, so freaking much here. Like, there's no way that on his own, he said it this much. How do I know that? Because I did an hour with him for seven straight months. And he throws one in there here and there. But it's not Russo-esque. Let me tell you. that The word was not even in my vocabulary before 2015. Now it is. Because I spent three years of my life hearing it 700 times a show. He doesn't say it that much. This was a, a little much. Um, mm-hmm. He says AJ Styles likes him a little bit less than he likes AJ, which I thought was a funny line. Mm-hmm. And then he's asked about wrestling barefoot. And he says, he being Riddle, 
Well, when I was younger, I got frostbite and had to get my almost had to get my tootsies amputated, and I don't wear shoes even if I'm hanging out with a bear. <laughs> well, <laughs> to me that was that was probably the most Matt Riddle thing that I yes. heard. Though you know, it's like. But whether I'm at a at a wedding or at, or at a bar hanging out with a bear, I'm like, yeah, of course he's gonna he's gonna jump to that. Well, it, it does make sense because they do have bare feet. There you go. Um, the uh, you know here's what I didn't like, and and the thing here is, Sean, is we're gonna give a shout out to our pal Alex Pulowski, who sort of kind of called this when. Uh, when uh, when Riddle popped up in WWE and when he started talking about Vince eventually getting his hands on Riddle. And Riddle would be like, you know, this cool, relaxed, chill guy, bro, 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 bro. I feel like we're on our way there. I didn't like the wide-eye, happy things that he was saying. At, you know, it's like, I'm here with Daniel Bryan and so-and-so, and I'm sharing the ring with these. I'm a, The wide-eye, baby face, I'm so grateful to be here thing it doesn't work they did it with Rhea Ripley and it ruined her yes right why do all WWE baby faces have to have this this grateful uh, open hearted like uh, everyone's my pal thing I understand that Matt Riddle's energy is very keep it loose you know I get that but that's also the dichotomy between how he is and how he performs. Because once he starts wrestling, there's nothing loose about what he does. Yes. He becomes very violent. He becomes very precise. He strikes. He wants to He wants to beat the hell out of you. And that's the dichotomy here. And this is where I don't think WWE is going to be able to work on that nuance. I saw it tonight. It was glaring to me where he was like, I'm, I was in the ring with so-and-so last week, and so-and-so, can you imagine? That's so great. I'm so happy to be here walking down that ramp. I'm like, bro, you were walking. Bro, see? Bro, you were walking down that ramp a couple of weeks ago on NXT. It was the exact same one. It's it's the, the same yes. setup. They just they just changed the lighting. That's all they do. I, I, didn't, I didn't really care for the promo until he started talking about uh, about his tootsies you saw the little the little moments of Matt Riddle yes. when he referred to his feet as tootsies that that what tootsies is not in Vince McMahon's uh, verbiage <laughs> correct it's not the bear stuff you know that made me chuckle but i'm i'm i don't think it's off to a great start as far as his character development is they they don't treat him like he's special and mm. he is a special talent to be able to do the things that he does. Uh, Anakin JMT says, Sean, can you confirm or deny Riddle's story and reasoning for not wearing shoes? He'd never told me that story, but I mean, I watched Matt Riddle as an MMA fighter years before I ever met him, and I don't remember him wearing a lot of sho like shoes at weigh-in. He was on Ultimate Fighter 7, so if you really wanted to do a deep dive, he was on a reality show, and I guess we could find out, but... Yeah, Evan Wright says, I give them two weeks before they add a dumb sound to his theme. Oh, I hope well, not. <laughs> Kevin Dunn is like, how can we get the sound of flip-flops flapping against someone's foot? 
That's the sound they add. I mean, it's already something that his theme starts with, bro. You know, yeah, I think that one works, though. That's enough. That's enough. Patel Ron 6 says, I would have laughed hard if a Tootsie's Cabaret commercials came out after the Riddle segment. Indeed. Indeed. The Baron Corbin interrupts, calls Riddle an idiot, kicks Michael Cole out of the ring. Damn. Damn. Mm -hmm. Liam Moore says, I love everyone telling Cole where to go. Cole has been getting picked on a lot more lately. And I'm here for it. I'm okay with that. Uh, It just adds credibility to everyone who goes after him. I'm completely fine with it. Well, Corbin says that Riddle needs to be ready for a match anytime. Riddle is ready. But Corbin says, ah, you don't get to face me yet. You're facing John Morrison. And boy, did Matt Riddle face... John Morrison. Uh, the line drive says they really need to do something with Corbin in terms of repackaging. I've never seen someone so uh, lame lo- talking trash to Cole. I, I don't disagree. It, the The gimmick is stupid. But the problem is that this he had he had the 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 King gimmick that he has now is essentially assistant general manager gimmick. Only he has a crown. Yeah, and he's not and he's not making matches and he's he's been fed the same type of lines the same type of delivery same type of material over those over the 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 better part of his career once he shaved his head that's what he's become so you take the crown off of him sure okay but it's going to be another version of lame corny baron corbin I agree. Evan Wright says, best heel in the business, Baron Corbin, Sean, with five stars next to it. Uh, I bet he believes it. I bet he believes it. <laughs> and uh, another part of the Super Chat was, why are Miz and Morrison one of the best uh, SmackDown acts, Corbin cronies? Because Corbin always has to have cronies. Because they never book him well enough to be over by himself. He's got to have other people, heaters. And that's frustrating. But this match was not frustrating Jesus Christ, this match was so good. John Morrison has never been better. Only qualm is that he pile drives himself during his matches now. I don't (laughs) get that, but I get the corkscrew body press. I like that. I like them heating up to trade strikes, and then Morrison just pokes him in the eye. That was great. Uh, You you know what I liked? I liked when he was winding up to do a kick, and Riddle put up his put up his guard and in the same motion Morrison does an extra rotation and sweeps him instead Mm -hmm. I was like by god this that was fantastic uh that fisherman's buster there was a couple of uh, suplex spots 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 on this show that were delayed and I was like oh no but they hit and uh there was just an amazing spot on the top rope Morrison went for a Spanish fly, but it looked more like a Spanish fly belly to belly. Then he's like, you know what? I'm going to hold on and do another one. Just a standing one. Yeah, it was amazing. Awesome. Riddle thwarts Miz. Small packages Morrison for the win. So, And a nice small package too. Yeah. This was a credible small package. Not the kind where you're like, oh, we're sort of teeter-tottering to make sure that the, that the shoulders stay down. No, no, no. Riddle was in control of this one. It was good. Is... Sean, is John Morrison becoming is, – is he low-key becoming one of my favorite workers in WWE? And I didn't see that coming. When he got signed, I was like, ah, oh, man, 
Because I, I didn't need to see a hundred run on the barricade, jump to the apron, jump on the table spots. I didn't need to see that. But we haven't. Yeah, that's the good part. And he's had good matches. The the, the match at WrestleMania, the ladder match, he, he was the star of the match. He was the MVP. He had another really good match with Kofi, I think, in January, early on when he... When he came back, which was good um, uh, last week in the uh, in the eight man tag, he was brilliant as well. I'm I, I'm all for being surprised because I was not excited at the prospect of John Morrison making a comeback in WWE. But this match tonight, he who knew that the opponent for Matt Riddle to make Riddle look real, real good was Johnny Nitro. Yeah. We mentioned the the small package looking really good and being very useful. Whether you got a small package or an enormous package, you might need a little bit of help. And BlueChew.com is there for you. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Whether it's hour one in the opener, or maybe you're going two hours. Hopefully you're not you're not pulling a Monday Night Raw, but hey, you know what? Love is beautiful. Same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, like I mentioned, but it's chewable, so it gets into your system a lot quicker. So it's ready whenever you are, and if you're not ready, it helps get you ready. You don't have to have a problem to use Blue Chew. It's for that enhancement. Yeah, you know, I watched the Sammy Sosa Mark McGuire documentary a couple weeks ago. And here's one thing it won't do. It will not make you look like Sammy Sosa these days. Guy looks like he's about to film like... He looks like he's a doo-wop singer now. He's suave, though. That's the thing. I look at him, and I'm like, he might steal your girlfriend, might steal your boyfriend, might steal whatever you got with that slicked-over hair and the suit. I'm like, damn, man. He came to dance. And if you want to come to dance, if you know what I'm saying, horizontally, I don't know. There's there's lots of positions you can do. BlueChew.com gets you there. It's prescribed online by BlueChew affiliated physicians. Ship straight to your door in a discreet package. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. It's 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 really good. I mean, I've personally been avoiding the doctor over the last couple of months because I'm like, uh, you might, you need something serious going on. I don't want to take up their time right now. Well. Bluetooth helps you do that. Ship straight to your door, discreet package. Use that code Fightful. Get your first shipment free. Just pay five dollars shipping. Hit them up at Bluetooth on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Anakin JMT sends a super chat to say, "Great to see Bluetooth ads back." Also, I can finally make a good GIF of you saying Bluetooth. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the way that Bluetooth handled things. They they surveyed the landscape a few weeks ago. And they said, hey, no more of those for, for June. Let's hold off till July. Obviously, they were not culpable in the things that went on, but they understood that that was not the time for their their segues, their advertisements. So a lot of respect to them for that. Uh, Singri Vampire says, Warren's reaction is selling this advertisement. I, I think the advertisement was selling the advertisement personally because they don't hit me up and say, Make sure Warren purses his lips. <laughs> that that doesn't pay our bills, unfortunately. You don't know. We we need to That's do a, some proper market research here. That's true. 
Anakin JMT says, how sad is that three Ricochet 365 going to be on Sunday? Oh, oh man. It's, I, I can't believe that they're that starved on content that they have to pull that one back out. It's going to break everyone's heart. So uh, AJ Styles shows up and attacks Riddle. Gulak makes the save. I'll say this. Matt Riddle could be doing a lot worse than feuding with four people mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Well, Pretty good. And one of, the, one of them being AJ Styles? Sure. Sean, I got to tell you, though, I loved this. The match is done. Riddle comes out, gets attacked. Gulak comes out for the save, but it's not really the save. It's because they have a match, and they lean into the match. We cut to commercial. We come back. Jesus Christ, they're fighting. There no, you go. That's it. No, no. Drew Gulak coming to the ring with a microphone saying, Tonight, AJ Styles, I am going to try and take that Intercontinental Championship. They just, boom. Yep. Right in. And isn't that what we want yes. from our wrestling programming, Sean? I'm going to tell you something else. I watched Monday Night Raw this Monday. Full disclosure, because I told Sean, I fell asleep. I was supposed <laughs> to do something for Sean on, on Monday evening, and I fell asleep on it because it was that bad. I caught up with it the next day, but 24 minutes of pro uh, of programming occurred before we we started a match. Not even a good match, not a bad match, just a match. 24 minutes. I think that we as wrestling fans are the only demographic, the only target audience that will tolerate sitting down to watch a program and not have that content delivered to you within that program for the first half hour or so of the show. If you sit down to watch a comedy and they don't even try to to give a joke, not a good joke, not a bad joke, just a joke, an attempt at a joke. If they don't give an attempt at a joke for the first 24 minutes, you're going to be pissed off. And you're going to be like, this is unacceptable. I'm never going to watch this again. Why are we as wrestling fans okay with this? Why are we okay with uh, with uh, practically two quarter hours of, 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 of things that are not related to the reason we're watching? We want to watch two, four, six, whatever. We want to see people simulating combat in a ring. That's what we want, ultimately. So when I see SmackDown tonight, moving into moving into a, a situation where it's like, we're okay, we're finishing a match and we're going right into another one. We come back from commercial, we're already fighting. I'm like, this is it. They, geez, it's not hard. It's really not that hard. And maybe it's because New Japan is back and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. But Sean, there are some, there are some matches... That you just don't need a build. You don't need yeah. a story. You don't need an angle. Look at Timothy Timothy Thatcher and Oni Lorcan this Wednesday. Didn't need it. Didn't need a great goofy angle where Oni Lorcan starts screaming at him from a park bench or whatever. It was just two guys who got into the ring. He just wanted to beat the shit out of each other. And technically, that's the basis of every wrestling match. So tonight, we got Drew Gulak, AJ Styles in the ring to fight each other. There wasn't any nonsense. There wasn't sure there was a story that you could attach to it. But they didn't feel like they had to add on layers upon layers. So let's just do it. Let's go for it. I like that. That's what I want out of my wrestling programming. Later on, we would see Corbin, Morrison, and Miz say, oh, yeah, we're going to cut the legs out from Matt Riddle. Whatever. Uh, Patel Ron 6 says, Warren, watching Raw is like watching C-SPAN put you to sleep. I mean, Warren... Fell asleep almost instead of getting paid. 
Literally. I, I literally almost couldn't pay him to watch Raw. That's how bad it was. Uh, <laughs> Evan Wright says, love the Danny Havoc tribute on Gulak's tape. I saw some people say... You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Well, why, why is he doing it now? Gulak hasn't wrestled since Danny Havoc passed away, so this was his first opportunity. This was a good match, again, of just a fire first hour. Daniel Bryan on Zoom giving advice. I like that. You know what? And I liked it. My quibble. Do we? Can I just go with a quibble? Because I sure. really liked it. I'm. I cannot but compare this to what Taz does when he does his move breakdowns yes. on AEW. Imagine if instead of Daniel Bryan being very very high level and talking about, oh, you know, Drew Gulak has the experience in it. What if he started breaking down a few of his moves or his technique, talking about where he learned it and what it's what what it's a variant of. Uh, yeah, obviously these are pre-recorded. He's not really watching the match, so we can't like call the moves. Yes. Obviously, but that would have been really nice to have Daniel Bryan sort of break down stuff a little more, a little more technically, because clearly, you know, this little ensemble they have going: AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak. Uh, you know, they're in it for the wrestling matches. So why not just push uh, push the technique further? Uh, and 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 make us appreciate more what what's going on in the ring. Otherwise, I thought that was an it was a nice uh, it was a nice addition to it all. I really liked it. Well, this match is really good. I mentioned there were a couple of suplexes that made me go ah. The mm-hmm. Styles Brainbuster was one of them, and oh. I I got to credit WWE. They allow a lot of things that would not have been allowed five years ago on their shows, and I'm glad. Uh, Gulak whiplashes Styles in the top turnbuckle. He does this great scoop slam driver. They keep calling it a modified Michinoku driver. The Michinoku driver, you sit out on it. It's yeah. a scoop slam. That's what yeah. it is. It's just it's a, a scoop slam ba- driver. It's a badass looking one. Mm-hmm. And so was the finish. Styles going powerbomb, Styles clash, and I love Graves afterwards. Graves said, that was it. The match was over, and it didn't matter. Styles wanted to hurt him more. And that's what he did with the Phenomenal Forearm. And I gotta say, how awesome is it, Warren? Phenomenal Forearm and TNA, that was behind Styles Clash, that was behind the Calf Crusher at times, mm-hmm. it was behind the Spiral Tap, it was behind the 450 a lot of times. It was like his fifth 
or sixth move. It didn't finish people, and it's become an unbelievable finish. This was great. This was great. Uh, an extraordinary match uh, again. Uh, this was uh, absolutely fantastic, and I agree. I like the idea. I like the idea of leaning into AJ Styles just being a little more aggressive, a little nastier. I think that's good for him, and it's good that he's able to translate this in the ring as opposed to his mic work. His mic work is. I prefer his heel mic work to the babyface one because I feel I, I feel the snarkiness and the. Uh, the the uh, the arrogance comes a lot more naturally to him than trying to be a a, a good clean baby face. Um, so so if he's able to translate with moves in the ring, uh, attitudes in the ring, like uh, hitting the style clash and saying, you know what, I'm gonna drape you over the ropes and I'm gonna clobber you one more time. That's cool. If he can do it with moves like that brain buster, which is which is a Japanese brain buster, like yeah. he just. He torqued him down. He didn't like just ease him down. He like drove him down. That was fantastic. If we can get more out of that, out of that AJ Styles, won't be long that we'll all be clamoring for, uh, for the IC title to main event pay per views. Oh yeah, it's been it's been great stuff so far. Well, then we get the golden role models coming out, bragging about what shows they're on, and they have been outstanding. Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. <laughs> they mm-hmm. emerge from the production truck, and they say that they have something that puts the Undertaker's tribute to shame. And <laughs> Bailey says the Undertaker called her and told her how much he respects them. Azo Smith sends a super chat. By the way, send them guys. You, any question or statement gets read on the air with any amount donated. He says Sasha Banks Taker impression on a shirt, please. Akante Hunter says, can we talk about that Bailey-Sasha video packages? Is it bad I don't want them to split at SummerSlam? Anakin JMT says, Bailey and Sasha made a great video package. To Akante's point, that's where I am. I'm at the point where I'm like, oh my god, are they going to have to do Save It for SummerSlam 4? Because they're so (laughs) good together. (laughs) WWE keeps working themselves into a shoot. (laughs) This time, they did it the right way, though. It's just they're so good together. Yeah. But <laughs> that's the is, this is it. This is the moment where you have to strike this iron, right? Otherwise, uh, otherwise, do it when they're at their most when they are at their most hot. And right now, right now, they're doing phenomenal work. Bailey has been absolutely extraordinary with her character work. Sasha Banks, over the past month or so, we've been seeing the Sasha Banks of old. The the woman who gets into the ring and wants to just eat everything up, uh, motivated, crisp, uh, who's laying it in and not afraid to to take it either. Her match against Io on Wednesday was outstanding. Um, To me, this is the moment where you go for it because they are so hot. Because the fans don't want them to don't want to don't want them to be split up. Because then you're going to you're just going to ignite the stands, right? And that's ultimately what you want. You want the 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 fan bases to get really really alive, and and make it happen. And there's always 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 the risk that one of them will get hurt, and we will never get the match. Yep. Look at what happened with the Shield. Dean Ambrose is gone. It would have been triple threat the Shield main event at WrestleMania. That was a sure guaranteed thing. We're never going to get it. We're 
look, I, w- I don't want to say never, but the prospect of having four horsewomen versus four horsewomen is probably not going to happen. Don't sleep on it too much. Don't strike while it's hot. It is super hot now. And it's something that we want and it's something we know Sasha and Bailey will make special. Absolutely 100% special. There's no use in dragging this out. I'd pull the trigger after Extreme Rules if it were me, but I've been saying that for months at this point. I don't know what they're doing. I, I'm not I'm not, not entertained in the meantime, but my God, this is the time to do it. Azo Smith says they're the best they've been since NXT. Uh, I did also love the Sasha Charlotte feud where they hot potatoed the title. I thought that, that was, was just great. An, I thought it was an exciting period. Anakin JMT says looking forward to Asuka and Bailey on Monday. Their takeover matches with great. They've both gotten better. I'm not convinced anything will have a clean finish at this point involving no. Sasha or Bailey. So I, I was excited for EO and Sasha and it was very good, but you know, the, the, the finishes, eh. Sitting on my bed says Sasha Banks and Bailey being the focal points of all three shows brings a tear to my eye. Both earned this spot. Also the Booker T, Booker T commentary acing rules. Uh, yeah, I love Sasha and Bailey being featured so much and them being on commentary so much helps get them over even more. But Alexa and Nikki interrupt, and they share some some facts. Alexa is the first woman to drive across Antarctica in a go-kart. Nikki Cross is 325th to the throne as Queen of Scotland. Mm-hmm. But then we get a match. It, it doesn't last very long. Ba- Bailey's wrestling in her street clothes. And Nikki Cross ends up causing a DQ. Heels hit the bricks. I didn't need the lame finish, but like I said, nothing involving Bailey and Sasha Banks is getting a real finish anytime soon. The segment overall, though, thought it was good and thought it added quite a bit. Uh, it did, uh, yeah, it, it did add quite a bit. Uh, just the fact that uh, that uh, Nikki Cross uh, forced a DQ here, I thought it was an interesting outcome. Uh, I don't think there was any reason to protect Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I'm just saying there was there was no reason at this point. She's not challenging think- for the title. She, it was fine. It would have been fine. Everyone would have been fine, and it would have just added to Bailey. I don't know. Like I'm at a point, especially for the match on Monday, and especially after seeing what happened on on Wednesday. If you if you want to protect these women, just don't book the goddamn matches. You know, at this point, it's just, just don't book the there matches. You, you have to protect them and give us screwy finishes. At some point, it's it, it it does it does weigh down a bit. Couple of things though that was really interesting. Sasha turned the tables on Bailey and made the match for yes. Bailey. That was that was fun and Bailey and was like, wait, wait a second. As Azo Smith pointed out, Sasha clutching the title was a great touch. I'll tell you another great touch. Marina Shafir sitting on the other side of the plexiglass, just staring down at Sasha Banks. Like mm-hmm. even though that that four horsewoman, four horsewoman is an incredible improbability, good on Marina for keeping that in the Absolutely. minds of people, just sprinkling it along. Because if it ever happens, that shot will be used. Uh, Sasha clutching the title, as Azo said, oh, great she, stuff. She had it around her waist, right? She held it, she and she had it around her waist, and she sort of realized that, that that's where she was holding it, and she sort of looked down, yes, she stared at it. I mean, I don't know how much how much this is the writers or Sasha and Bailey, but wh- whoever's doing doing it is doing a bang up job at just sowing some seeds and dropping some hints for. For months at this point, but I'm digging it. I'm digging every minute of it. I love Bailey and Sasha Banks. Like I said on my review, 
like I'm I'm a big sports fan, and there have been some people like when I went to Bengals games, I was like, wow, I get to watch Terrell Owens play, I get to watch Chad Ochocinco, AJ Green, I get to watch some of the best ever catch footballs. Baseball, I was like, man, I get to watch Joey Votto hit, I get to watch Aroldis Chapman pitch. I feel like that with Bailey and Sasha right now. I'm like, I get to watch them perform. Yeah, because they're it's just such basic pro wrestling. And they, they're just so good at it. They're so good at it. Uh, quite the contrary to this goddamn Swamp Match promo. Nikita Krylov fan was over. He stopped by today. First person, first friend I've had over in four months because of this. I thought you were going to say first friend I've had in four. First for a friend I have. I have no friends. <laughs> um, and he said to me, could you imagine if one of them gets eaten by an alligator to promote that goddamn video game? And I thought, oh, no. Oh, there's the connection. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. Uh, this is stupid, and they're showing Bray Wyatt versus Braun Strowman next week. That means we can start watching SmackDown 25 minutes later. <laughs> How are we going to get our 40 minutes? Hey, we manage. We manage. We do. Um, yeah, no, this promo wasn't good. I don't know what to say. I like. I honestly don't know what to say. The, maybe yeah, it, it kind of kind of ties into what we've been talking about in regards to Braun Strowman being a uh, universal champion. It's like nobody cares. Nobody cares, and it's not Braun's fault. And that's the most frustrating part is that we're we're everyone we're going to look back at this in ten years and we're going to say, hey, you know what? That Braun Strowman U, U title run, it sucked. It wasn't good. Yeah. It was not a good period for WWE. Sure, there was COVID, but on the meantime, you have Drew uh, Drew, Mc, Drew McIntyre on Raw, who's just absolutely wrecking up the place as uh, as WWE champion. It's it's a, it's it's so 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 sad. And as much as you guys know how much of a, of a Bray Wyatt fan I am, I really really like Bray Wyatt and his stuff, and I'm I'm into it. This is not doing it for me, and I think it's a little too gimmicky. And it's not enough yeah. about the characters. It's all about the gimmick, and I don't like it. I don't like that they're showing their WrestleMania match again. Uh, not the WrestleMania match, but the Money in the Bank match again, which wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad match. No. I liked it. I see why they're going to do it. It's just it's just too heavy-handed. They're, going, they're, they're trying to give us the hard sell on this match, and I'm not, I'm not for that. Shout out to the Honest to God Ric Flair account in our chat. Obviously not actually Ric Flair, but it is Ric Flair's actual YouTube account. Um, we get Bliss Cross Applesauce versus the Golden Role Models next week, too, non-title. Mm -hmm. Nakamura defeated Kofi Kingston. To me, it's just I'm so, I don't I'm tired of the stakeless matches. The tag title matches next week, okay. Why wasn't the tag title match tonight, and why didn't the tag title match main event this show over what we got? Nakamura won. Big E laughed, and it was very funny. He chased Cesaro out. They both got kicked out. And then Big E saved Kofi from getting put through a table. I didn't need this singles match. Not this week. Not with what main evented this show. It was, it was a fine match. But I was like, okay, well, I'll care when the tag titles are on the line. Here's where I think we have a bit of a difference of opinion here, because I believe that this was necessary to make sure that we understand that 
Shinsuke Nakamura is still can still win a match. You know what I mean? He won the match Fair. with a Kinshasa. Yeah. When's the last time that he won clean with a Kinshasa, Sean? I I honestly don't remember. And I'm not even trying to be facetious here. I don't remember when the last time he won with his finisher. Uh and I thought the match I thought the match was was pretty good. Was. I enjoyed it. Uh I was you know, you you saw WWE you saw shades of WWE champion Kofi Kingston in here. You saw you saw Shinsuke who who, who sort of give a damn. There's a couple of things that he does sometimes you're like, oh, come on, Shin, you could try a little. The answer you know? to your question is September twenty fourth. Last time uh, he oh, won a singles match. Thank you for that. With the so so I think that's what it served. It's it's typical WWE booking to have the challengers beat beat the baby faces before going into a match, sure. But I, I, I think that through their own through their own fault, fault of their own, the way that they booked Shinsuke Nakamura for the past eighteen months, uh, he has become a non-entity. Someone where you you sort of shrug your shoulders and oh, it's a Shinsuke match, hmm, which is which just boggles my mind. Yeah, you know, two thousand sixteen, Warren Hayes, his mind is just boggled at this point. Um, so I think they needed that. Just to have Shinsuke come across as a threat. Hey, I can take out Kofi Kingston, a former WWE champion, and I can win with my finisher without shenanigans, without Cesaro uh, hold, uh, holding uh, holding my hand while the referee's not not looking anything. Uh, I thought it served a purpose for next week, just to establish that that the heels are still very strong, but it also falls to WWE's booking. Uh, and their handling of Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, I think it's a very fair point. Also, I'm like, is this going to be a tables match next week? Because mm-hmm. they didn't announce it, and they just dragged out a table for no apparent reason. For no reason, yeah. I'm like, well, okay, sure. Well, then we got the main event segment. Anakin JMT says, awesome episode of SmackDown brought to a screeching halt at the end. Drew Nicholas says the Seamus Jeff storyline becomes more cringeworthy with each passing week. Why the hell are they continuing this? I agree. This was stupid. And I don't know how much more we can talk about this being in bad taste because it is. And it's stupid. Seamus wasn't there. He's on Zoom for this this situation. Seamus has set up a bar and all this shit for Jeff and says a bunch of shit that I don't care about before he calls Jeff a junkie. And then Jeff, oh, the delivery. Is it funny to you? And I'm like, he's laughing. So yeah, it is funny to him, Jeff. He's up there clearly talking about renal failure. (laughs) Sorry to our friend in the chat. Anakin JMT says, did Seamus hire EC3's younger brother? Well, there we go. Because Seamus wants Jeff Hardy to drink, has his own personal bartender out there. So what Jeff does is pour it all over the bartender, bust a bottle over his head, and do a swan time. What? Why would Seamus give a shit about some scrub that he hired to serve drinks? And to be fair, Seamus didn't even pretend like he did. Mm-hmm. 
I agree. They're beyond this being in poor taste, which we've talked about and still is, because mm-hmm. we aren't convinced that Jeff's issues are done. There aren't redeeming qualities in these people. I mean, you could you could say that Jeff fighting his addictions and all that is a redeeming quality, and that's admirable. And I applaud anybody that, that's been through that because it ain't easy. No, as as Jeff has displayed throughout his life. But the fact that Jeff continues to display that throughout his life is a reason why it's in such bad taste. This sucked ass. Um, yeah, I, I just want to point out one thing. There was a line that was that Jeff said when he when he finally started responding to Seamus after Seamus was running through all uh, all of his uh, problems. He said, "You're not supposed to take another person's inventory," and that is a that is. Strictly, straight off the bat, that is a that is a, a an AA uh, line. That's something that is told in 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 ANA to people who are in recovery. So clearly, there are people in WWE, whether it's Jeff or whether it's who know exactly what they're doing. Uh, they're completely aware. And by the way, when what that means, you're not supposed to take someone's inventory. Means that you're not supposed to point out their faults. You're not supposed to point out uh, their problems. You're supposed to reinforce what what they're doing well, what they're do what what's good. Uh, as opposed to doing the opposite. That's what it means. So so ultimately, there is something that is still very, very real to all of it. Look, I've said my piece about it. You can go back and watch the podcast where I rail on it. I think it it's disgusting, and I think that if in 10 years something horrible happens to Jeff Hardy and we go back and point to this, we only have all of ourselves to blame. How uh, bad, how bad is this. Hawk? The, the Hawk thing, even though it was different circumstances, but still, still doesn't look good. I want to present... I want to present two aspects here. Earlier on in the show, I was saying, you know what? Uh, why don't we just have guys who, who fight each other? Why don't we, they just go to the ring and fight each other? The basis of pro wrestling is you train to be a pro fighter so that you can go in a ring, beat a guy up, and get a purse, get some money. You want to be champion because you make more money than everyone else. It's just it, – that's the basis of pro wrestling. If we're at a point where we have to have, where we have, to have full bar setups in a ring and, uh, and m- making uh, light – uh, or creating wrestling angles out of someone's very, very real and tangible life problems. I, I, I don't, I don't think we're in a good place, and I don't. I think we've lost the essence of why we do watch wrestling. Uh, I don't watch wrestling for the drama, for the, for uh, the intrigue, the character development. I watch it because it's simple. Because we go from point A to point B, and then eventually I'll get a match where two people are going to slap the shit out of each other. That's why I watch wrestling. If I want to watch drama, I'm going to open up Ozarks. I'm going to open up Bloodline. I'm going to open up a whole bunch of other shows that will give me what I want. So, oh, but they do alcoholism on other shows. Yeah, but there's development. There's a true story around it. A wrestling angle is not a TV story, folks. It's it's two completely different things because they don't serve the same purpose. What does a wrestling angle serve? It serves to make you interested, excited in watching a match. So this is my second point. Does this give you any more excitement? Does it make you feel uh, 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 that you want to see Jeff Hardy and Sheamus fight even more? It, if you had to buy this pay-per-view, this upcoming pay-per-view, Will you buy it to watch Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus? And this is the question that WWE has lost over the years since they've created the network, since they have to, since they don't have to rely on people paying $60 to watch three to four hours of wrestling. 
They don't question themselves on that level anymore. Will this make people buy the pay-per-view? Nope. It doesn't matter anymore. And I, I'm not saying that they would have never done this type of angle because they've done shitty angles back in the day as well, when it went way before the network was there. And you still wondered, how is this going to get people to, to, to buy a pay-per-view? How is this making me any more excited for the match? I'm not. I'm not. And I just – I want this over with. I want this buried and done. I want Jeff to move on to something else. I want Sheamus to move on to something else. And, and we watched a 15-minute match between these two in May in the Intercontinental title tournament. Then a month later, we watched a 15-minute match with these people at Backlash. I don't, got, I don't need to see them anymore. Mm-hmm. Move on. Do some other shit. This is stupid. Evan writes as weekly reminder that Matt Hardy is being celebrated and giving back to the business, and Jeff is being booked like an alcoholic on live TV. Well, he's being booked like a former alcoholic. Well, they say once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. You're always an addict. You're you're just fighting it. That's God an excellent damn. point. That's an excellent. No, but for real, that's a really really good point. Why would we be underscoring the lowest po- points of his life? His career, his his legacy is always going to include that dark period, that match versus Sting in TNA. All these moments, they're all unfortunately going to be part of his legacy. Why not celebrate the fact that he's still around, that he's still fighting? We don't need this. We do, we're not going to think less of Jeff Hardy because he doesn't address his alcoholism in an angle in a wrestling show. Jesus Christ. Anakin says, first Kenny Omega pours out his drink, then Jeff. They could give him to other people, you know. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anakin says, I kind of want to see Bailey and Sasha hold all the titles now. I think there's yeah. something interesting that could be done there. Like, Bailey costs Asuka the title. And then Asuka is like, well, you know what? I'm going to win your tag titles, so now you and your best friend are split up and can't hang out anymore. I think that would be kind of kind of funny. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, Evan Wright says, with Kyrie possibly leaving and management giving up on Shayna, who's the next call up for them to do absolutely nothing with? No excitement for me. Well, Chelsea Green, because they've literally called her up and she's not even been on the show. Yep. Uh, from what I remember, Heyman and Triple H used to have disagreements about who should come and who should go, and then there were situations like I think with Diana, where neither one of them got got to use her as a result. It's just frustrating. Now, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong. But it's still very weird. Wild Boy says, Sean for creative. I would rather drag my balls across a cactus than work for WWE creative. Uh, Patel Ron 6 says, here's some mod money. Hey, thank you very much for the generous super chat. Much appreciated. Kurosami1997 says, any truth to WWE superstars waiting for someone like Seth Rollins to walk out so they can, uh, and how strict they are on masks in the COVID situation? Uh, no, that's not true, because Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns have already done that, and others in NXT at the very bottom of the totem pole have said, I ain't coming. So, n- no, not to my knowledge. As far as how strict they are, they enacted that today. So the pre the tapings that you're seeing now don't reflect that, but there were a lot of people posting, a lot of people in NXT posting videos and like, oh well, I don't need to wear. Come on, in don't be an Austin Aries, don't be a low key, <laughs> be a smart person, be a smart person. Uh, just just wear the goddamn masks, and AEW needs to have people wearing the damn masks too. 
Sean Planet Stasiak says, Sheamus is awesome. Mm, he can be. He can, if he wants. Him making jokes has never been awesome, Warren. Back when he won the title as a babyface, and they tried to make him a stand-up comedian, like they do with everybody. Like they have Rhea Ripley stand around and go, Hey, 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 well, hey, hey, I don't the, give a... I don't... There are some people, Warren, that I don't need to know that they got the... the, the I don't need to know they're just like me. They've got a, a personality and a sense of humor. Sometimes I just want to watch them slap on a toehold and throw somebody around by their legs like Rhea Ripley did. Sometimes I just want to watch Drew McIntyre sling his leg into people's faces and watch Braun Strowman, I don't know, knock down a skyscraper. That's all I need sometimes. I, yeah, Drew McIntyre is not like you and I. Like, just... On a basic fundamental level, you look at him. He says he's not like me. You don't have to make him relatable. He's 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 not yes, like me. He, he that, is, that's he's already battling being significantly less handsome than me. So I don't need to make him relatable on other levels. Uh, Sean Planet Stasiak says also Alexa needs another one year reign as champion. I I don't know that that won't happen. Uh, Alexa has a lot of years in front of her, uh, Lord willing. Even though I'm not religious, but. Uh, hopefully she's got a lot of years ahead of her, and she is more than capable of doing such a thing. But you guys are also more than capable of checking out Warren's show on Thursday nights. It's a good time. It is it's a, a good, good time. time. Tell the people about it. It's the, it's where I record my podcast, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes, Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, sharp even. Uh, yeah, and, I, and I, I'm not quite sharp. I go, I go over the the week in wrestling. We talk about uh, what I like, what I dislike. Talk about a, a few things. It's it's it really is a good time. Got some some good people over there. So head on over, subscribe. Why don't you if you're if you're in the mood for it? YouTube.com/slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Couple things, guys. Uh, there's a GoFundMe for Chris Michaels, who I did a long form interview with. Please go support that. One of the great guys who helped get. The Randy Ortons, the Shelton Benjamins, the the Brock Lesnar's ready in OVW. Also, I dropped a a very long form interview with Mordecai, Kevin Thorne, Kevin Fertig today. I did this interview back in October, and the file got a little messed up, and I was able to recover it. A six thousand plus word feature, but we have the video interview in stunning four K. And if you miss my hair, that's a good chance to see it. But th- he was so just candid about things. There are so many Vince McMahon stories here, including one where he said that he got yelled at for looking too much like Undertaker before they were supposed to have a program, and Vince McMahon yelled at him for it. So he cuts his hair, and Vince McMahon yells at him for it, which is, of course, of course. (laughs) uh, There's him being pitched. He was originally supposed to face The Undertaker at the WrestleMania where Shawn Michaels first faced The Undertaker. And then that was given to another character who actually kind of stole his gimmick, and then neither one of them got it. The full story's there about why Mordecai ended. A lot of people thought that the kibosh was just put on the gimmick because it wasn't working. No, no, no. Kevin Fertig got into a fight, a bar fight, that spelled the end of his WWE career at that point. He talks about how he got back in. It is a very, very good interview. Uh, we did it at his home in Indianapolis. He is a great dude. Check it out. Leave a thumbs up on it. All that good stuff. But check out Fightful Select as well. Leave us a thumbs up. Until next time, we're out.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.